Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Tuesday, June 6th, we're back. National Drive-In Movie Day. Adam is reporting live from a tomato can. He's on site, and there's no lights, and there's no windows where he's at. There's just a plaid blue pillow and the same league shirt that he wears three times a week. So how's it going? One more day till you're home, right? Well, it's not a league shirt in the way that people probably interpret that. Um, it's like a, like, do you think this is a League of Legends shirt? No, I think it's a sport and social league shirt because I've read it and analyzed it about a hundred times. Yeah, it's. Um, but yeah, I'm good. Uh, I I'm looking forward to coming back to Calgary and you know having some more time to do my own things. But I'm all, I'm all right. Good, good. I'm happy to hear that. It's like the the bed sheets they have at like cabins. Like I like that. That's the hotel setup there with the blue plaid. It's not a hotel. It's like uh, there's a family upstairs who are actually pretty nice, and this is their basement. Oh. It sounded, too, like you were getting chewed out. <laughs> it it watching, did. Uh, no, I was watching the uh, video from my convocation. That's what you were hearing. Oh, the okay. highlights. Oh. <laughs> the highlights. Not a big deal. Hey, congratulations, no. Adam. Congratulations. Congrats. And credit to me for, for lobbing that up to you. I teed you up on that one. I appreciate that. Yeah. Wow. Adam did it. He actually sent me a picture today of him holding the certificate, and the caption was just, oops. Like, oh, yeah, just a reminder. I really did it. So It was an accident. I didn't mean to send that. I know it was. Right. I know yeah. it was. And he just dropped the link so we can all watch the highlights. Let's yeah. let's all do that and pull up that. A lot film. of highlight videos on Instagram this week. Shout out to our guy, Evan Brownlee. Yep. He dropped a fire video walking the stage at ULETH. Shout out to him. Shout out to all the graduates, actually, who listen to this. I'm sure there's yeah. a healthy number of them. So, hype. Good for them. Alex, what's Good up? Nothing much, man. Uh, kind of same old, same old. Yeah. I, I really <laughs> don't have much to say. I've been kind of busy, like... Thought I lost my cat today, which was kind of heat. <laughs> like, do tell. Like, we let him outside in the backyard, and he like never like jumps on the fence or anything. Um, and we like we're always checking on him like frequently because he just really like lays in the grass in the shade and just vibes. You know what I mean? It's good. You let him out a little bit, get some mental stimulation. So, and then we like come back and we can't find him at all. Like, we're shaking the freaking treats, like nowhere to be found. I'm like, fuck, like that, like that's it, like like we lost them like it's so heat like i'm already like running around like <laughs> out of the backyard like where is this guy turns out he went under the patio and like kind of got stuck under there but man i was like i was super where i was like holy. you know when you get that like pit feel that's got to be in the in the part two yeah yeah pit feelings you almost lose your freaking pet so yeah that was uh not a fun experience but yeah he turned up being under the patio there so kind of took us for a ride yeah my family won't even let my cat um leave the house because for that reason so he's he's spent every minute of his life between four walls well your cat's probably a little more athletic than mine like mine's a pretty like whoa really mine's like like a real he's he's a scared guy yeah 
Mine's like a like a right tackle. Like he's <laughs> like a like you, we never let our cat outside and then we bought a uh, like a little harness with a leash and then we started putting him on the deck and then we realized that he was too scared to walk past the deck anyway, so we stopped using the leash. And oh Ron, he just chills on the deck? Yeah, he's too scared oh, to like awesome. if I pick him up and walk towards the backyard, he like scratches me and jumps away. No way. Wow. Damn. Damn. Yeah, cats so I'd cool. recommend getting a leash. Yeah. Can I use yours, Adam? If you don't use it anymore? I'll I'll go look for it. Sure. Okay. Thanks. There it might go. not it might not fit your cat though. Just I love I love cat parenting corner mm-hmm. on, on flag on the play. Yeah, I don't have a cat, but I wish I did have one. We actually, here we housed, I don't think you guys even know this, we housed my girlfriend's cat for a while, and it yeah. was like a week, and my dad, who's been on this show, was the single biggest baby about this cat being <laughs> here. I've never seen anything quite like it. The first like two hours that the cat was home, he said, it smells like dead cat everywhere. I need to go to a hotel, to the lake, or to Aunt Jane's. I can't stay here. My mom was like, you can take like a pill and see how you feel. Then like six hours later, he's like, he's like, I woke up at 2 a.m. and I couldn't breathe because of the dead cat. So he said he went to the deck for an hour and sat out there until he could come back inside. Wait, what time of year was this? Literally like a month ago or two months ago. Does so, he realize you guys have a dog too? It's kind of like the same thing. You would think, but it smelled like dead cat everywhere. <laughs> oh, so, man, that's funny. <laughs> Owen's uh, addicted to weddings. I think that's the storyline that's revolved around him this week. How many weddings are you going to this summer? And it was the first one this weekend, right? Second one this weekend. So I'm on wedding two of, uh, well, so there should be five. But one of them, two of them are, are at the same time. So I kind of had to, to choose which person, you know, was, it, it, which, 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 yeah. which person I, I think is better. <laughs> Who's better? Um, so it, it's going to be four attendances from me and we're halfway there. Um, but the yeah, the rumors are true. I am uh, f- addicted to weddings. I, uh, I don't really care who knows it. Um, but I just love it. I'm in love with love. I love seeing, you know, the, all type. I love seeing the kisses. I love seeing the. I love seeing the send off. I love seeing the dance with daddy. <laughs> All that shit, man. Yeah. I love, I love, dude, I love the food. I love the, I love the roast beef. I love, yo, this table goes first. This table goes next. I just, everything about it just injected into my veins. I, I want to go to weddings forever. I think wow. it's a good angle. Have you ever been you. to a, sorry, quick, have you ever been to a foreign wedding, Owen? No, nothing. Wow. Close. Cause Adam and I, Adam and I, I, I bet Algerian weddings smack, <laughs> as do Serbians. And then I'd love you, love to take you to one of those one time. I would, I would drop whatever I'm doing to go to that, unless it was another wedding. Dude, you would go crazy at a Lebanese wedding. Like they bring out the guy with the drum, and they're all like, oh. "You would go insane." I can't wait. I need to go to one. Raw. We'll make it happen. I like that Owen's steering the Wedding Crashers remake, but he's not there to like meet girls or anything. He's just there. He's like, I love weddings. It's a raw angle for you. I think you should like try to angle some invites with listeners potentially. Sure. And then on that note too, um, so I went to this wedding, right? I was I was kind of on wedding mode for a couple of days. Um, and then uh, one of my close friends posted, it was his one week, one year anniversary of his wedding, which I attended with a few of the members of the show last summer. This is insane. And it was, 
it was a slideshow of you know the, me and the other because i was in the wedding party so it was me and the other groomsmen and, and him it was him and his wife at the dance it was like the send-off it was just the whole it was like a chronological photo of the events and it uh it like really moved me i was like it felt <laughs> it brought me back to the, to that day and it was just it like literally tears were welling up in my eyes which is like never happened to me so um I just, I love weddings. I love love. I'm, I just want to get that out there. I love this, like, just super pure moment from Owen. Like, he, like, this is pure stuff. Yeah. I love it, dude. I, I would go the other way and say welling up at one-year anniversary wedding photos for a wedding that you had a loose involvement in is insane. I just, I can't see it happening to me. But I do agree with Alex that it's very pure. And I like that it's a natural discovery. I just love it. Um, My Stanley Cup parade t-shirt actually came in the mail today. So (laughs) I'm wearing it right now. I was planning on, of course, it came in time for the Stanley Cup parade. It's a picture of Connor McDavid drinking a pina colada, and it says almost Friday on the bottom. Uh, I was really looking forward to wearing that, so that's really all I got. That's from that uh, commercial. I know exactly where that's from. Mm Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's like an insurance commercial or something he does. Yeah, it was something like he does a lot of commercials, so it's one of them. Not a big deal. But you don't want to be, you know, the guy wearing the jersey at the parade. You want to have like a nice shirt with something to represent. So I thought this would be a nice summer fit. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting it out at the parade in a couple weeks. That'll be good. That'll be nice. Um, anyway, what do we want to talk about first? There's NBA finals. There's other NBA. We could do football. Whatever you want, Alex, you pick. Uh, let's get the, the let's get NBA out of the way. Let's get Game Two out of the way. Sure, fluke or uh, is this going to be a series? No, not a fluke at all, dude. I think this is going to be a series one hundred percent. I thought it was going to be a series from the start. Um, I think I called like six games or whatever. I just think Denver's great, um, but they do have these lapses, and I think Miami's just. Um, I almost want to say mentally tougher. I think the mental game, I think they're better than Denver in that aspect. Um, not to say that like Jokic is a choker or anything. I think Jokic is like bulletproof in those moments. Like he just turned it on and like took it upon himself to to try and win that game because he saw like Jamal didn't have it. Michael Porter didn't have it. Basically, no one had it. Um, I, Jamal kind of turned it on there towards the end. But um, mentally, Miami's so tough because they were down about 15, I'd say, about midway through the third, end of the third. And they just claw their way back. You saw how Max Struess responded. You saw Duncan Robinson out of nowhere. And then Jimmy Butler had like three or four super clutch shots down the stretch. Um, and I just think that's tough to play against because, I mean, they come into your like home, man, down 15 and and just win the game. Like that's got to that's gotta hurt. That's got to hurt. So but I, I can't say I was surprised, though, at the, at the result, just because it's Miami. They've been doing this all series. And I mean, everyone's been counting them out every single series, and I don't think it's fair to count them out in this series either. They've just been proving us wrong the entire year. So to say they don't have it against Denver, I just think it's wrong. So I definitely think it's a series. I I I, I think it goes six or seven, honestly, especially with Tyler Hero coming back. I mean, I don't I don't expect him to have an unbelievable game as soon as he comes back, but it's definitely something for Denver to think about, another body to worry about. So um, the other thing I just wanted to add was they were saying on the. I forget what which radio talk show it was, but they were saying kind. Of, oh, it was, sorry, it was Steve Kerr on uh, on Draymond's uh, unbelievable podcast, which is interesting. Steve Kerr, obviously, a very smart guy. What he saw was that 
Miami was basically like, okay, we're going to let Jokic like score as much as he wants. We're just not going to get him. We're not going to let him get anybody else involved because the funny thing is, is Jokic can score 40 and he, and, and he'll lose. Um, he did that twice against Phoenix. He did it against Miami as well. Um, Jokic is the most dangerous when he's making his teammates better. And Miami figured that out. I mean, Spolster's honestly up, up there, I think, right after Pop probably is one of the, honestly, one of the all-time coaches. I, I think this guy is just unbelievable, what he does with some of these rosters. Um, and, and, and to figure that out and to, and to set the boys up that way to just, you know, let Jokic get his and not let him make anybody else around him better. Um, I thought was was a really smart idea, and and I think that's one of the reasons why they won the game. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that is probably a good way to get Jokic out of it too, because he doesn't look like he enjoys it as much if he's not getting it to the other guys. You know what I'm saying? Like his preferred 100%. way of playing is setting up other people, and like that's how he finds the joy in the game. So it's a good way to get him down because he was like a little more. I don't know if complaining is the right word, but like argumentative for sure with the officiating throughout the course of the game. And, you know, it had some ups and downs. I keep looking at Miami and I just don't know how they're going to keep scoring. Like the guys that they're getting, like last game, what Vincent 23, Struce 15, Robinson 10, Bam 20, Butler close to 20. Like to me, I keep looking at them and I don't think they have enough guys who can put the ball in the hoop, but at the same time, like the results just show a different story. They keep just scratching out ways to win and they drag you down into their style of play. Like I don't know anybody who can say they don't respect the way that they play because I thought they were going to have to completely abandon the zone against Jokic. Like he would just pick them apart, but instead it's like, no, they're going to actually have to use more of that because it just lets Jokic like get what he wants pretty much scoring wise and it takes out everybody else. Like I think that they've stumbled into something, but having said that, I still think Denver shouldn't have a problem closing this series out in my opinion, but where are you out on? I mean, I think when you look at a, a situation where there's a team that on paper is better than the other team, uh, I think the great equalizer is always three point shooting and the advantage that the Heat have had throughout the playoffs is they've shot an unbelievable percentage. I mean, they've shot 50%. It seems like two out of every three games, they're above 50% or close to 50% from three. Um, like, I think last game they shot 49%. So, um, you know, I think that that basically makes up for a talent gap a lot of the time is if you can shoot really well. And I want to give credit to the, the Heat players because I think a lot of times in the NBA, a team takes on the identity of their leaders. And that's why you have a team like the Sixers, for example, that continuously lays down and kind of fails in big spots. But then when you have um, a team like the Heat, it seems like everybody elevates to the biggest games. I mean, Duncan Robinson's playing really, really impactful minutes. Uh, when during the regular season, he was a more or less a healthy scratch for a lot of games. So I think the team is performing much greater than the sum of their parts. And that's reflected by the three point shooting numbers. And so I think if that continues, which I mean, it's continued thus far, I don't think there's too much of, you know, it's clearly they've developed a system that gets these shots and, and the guys are hitting them down. So I think they have a good chance to to steal more games here. 
Although I will say home court in this playoff seems to mean like nothing. Like Miami got blown out by Boston on their home court multiple times, you know, and then they just beat the Nuggets at home. So I, I think it's every game is the same in my mind. I got to say, I think Denver was one of the last home courts that I thought actually was like very impactful. So to have Miami go in there and I mean, game one, whatever game two to actually like steal a game in Denver. When was the last time they'd lost at home? It had been quite a while. And honestly, I didn't say it in the previous thing, but to me, the MVP, like they always have guys stepping up, but the MVP is bam. I feel like he's just making everything happen for them. He's so creative with the ball and he's not, you know, he's obviously not Jokic, but he's like, he can do an imitation of it. That's pretty good. Like he makes a lot of plays passing the ball. He's a pretty good ball handler. I mean, I, I've just been really impressed by him because I think Butler's got to have something nagging. He just doesn't look the same as he did in the first three rounds. I mean, even in the first two rounds, it's been a big difference to what we're seeing right now. But that, I mean, that's kind of who he is. Like he's still, like Alex said, hit the biggest three shots of the game, probably for Miami down the stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, he does look a little gassed. I think we even saw it in game one, but I mean, when you really need him in those last like four or five minutes, which, you know, people always say are the most important minutes in the NBA, obviously, um, <clears throat> he shows up time in, time out. Like, I just expect the ball to go in. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, like I've said, there's not too many players, but there's some, like, there's a handful of players where, like, I just expect the ball to go in more than I do for them to miss. Um, and then, like, the Heat are just weirdly deep. It's just they have so many guys that can show out. Like, in these first two games, Caleb Martin's been nowhere. But could he show up in game three and drop 30? Absolutely. Could Tyler Hero, like, find his rhythm and, you know, show up in a critical game? He could. So, um, do you think he could play in a bucket hat? Do you think they'd allow that? Can I say? Yeah, he, he could for sure. But, man, is his style bad? And, man, does he not look fresh? I got. I know he's Owen's boy, but that little, like, goat. goat <laughs> yeah, the hair goat is rough. Feet, yeah. That's really bad, man. That's really bad. Um, it looks tough, and uh, I, I don't know. He's, like, rocking, like, the granny outfits on the, <laughs> like, the giant cardigan, like, the big, big, yeah. big, like, pants. And uh, it doesn't look fresh, I got to be honest. Like, it, it's bad. No, it, it looks like he just, I mean, obviously, he's somebody that had just made a million dollars kind of overnight, and it looks like he just kind of went to the West Edmonton Mall and just kind of went along that aisle that has like the Gucci store, like the Louis store. And he just like pulled up some photos of, of like NBA fits and just chose the pieces off the wall that he thought that he saw in the pictures. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we see that. You remember that pink Kyle Kuzma sweater with the super long sleeves? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he broke that one out. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. He's yeah. like, uh, it's like a bit moji. He's like always, yeah. he's like, oh, like, let me try this. Yeah, yeah. Like, just swipe through the outfits, pick the ones I like, physically do it. I like, uh, I like Duncan Robinson also embracing your boy, the, uh, the scowl, which was one of the worst scowls I think I've ever seen. It was the least intimidating thing ever. And he did it to Christian Braun, which, like, if you're going to do it to somebody, you might want to, I don't know, like, Michael Porter would be okay. Like, I don't know. You could come up with better people than Christian Braun. Christian yeah, Braun, Braun's pretty good, though. Yeah. Uh, he's great. He's so good. He is yeah. good. Both on a, That's a hell of a pick. Both yeah. the Browns are good because Bruce Brown's just as nasty. And Michael Porter, I mean, uh, there's there's yeah. nobody more trick or treat than that guy. He was terrible in the last game. That's that's what I was gonna say. I thought I thought Michael Malone ran him too long, bro. Yeah, like, he shouldn't have even played the second half, man. Like 
he he only took him out with like five minutes left in the fourth after he made that like dumb foul on Bam. Like Bam had a wide open dunk and he was gonna get the two points anyways, and then Porter like jumps across and fouls him. And I think Bam completed the three point play. I just think he ran him too long. I know he makes a hundred mil like and stuff, but like he's not some like thirty like thirty three year old vet that it's like damn like I gotta play him. Mm-hmm. Like he's still a young guy. He's still like learning. Like I thought he played him way too much. And I thought there were other guys that were way more deserving to get those minutes. Like you guys said, both of the Browns, I think could have played over him and would have been more impactful. Like Porter was just nowhere. I think he had five points and was just making stupid fouls and mistakes all game. So Malone's got to have a, have a tighter leash on him. I'd say. Yeah. The Spolstra definitely has an edge over Malone in every way in this series. He just seems like he's a step ahead. I, I got to ask, do you think, how much do you think finals, experience matters because I thought in the first game like oh Gordon and Porter size are going to be a huge problem but then Miami's like okay we're going to start Kevin Love and I I just feel like there was a certain level of like I've been here I've done this like ability yeah like I'm not afraid I might be a positional mismatch but whatever like I'm tall and I'm not afraid of the moment like I thought he played great uh to that point I think there's a clear level there's a clear difference between like the the coaching experience in the finals like i think a lot of coaches might say in that situation if they haven't been in the finals before they'll play you know the same guys that got them there or whatever i think there's uh, like a tendency to not make changes but i think spolstra because he's been in however many finals at this point he knows how to play his guys and he knows when to play certain guys when to you know how to adjust his lineups in that way because he's been there so many times so i know that's not necessarily what you're going for but that's one of the differences that i can see i i totally totally co-sign what what owen's saying like i don't think malone's the type of guy to even not start porter i think porter can play just as badly the next few games and he'll be in the starting lineup every time Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know you know so no, I agree with that too. I think you're I think you're spot on. Um I got I know Owen's a Jimmy Butler guy, but to me it's getting uh I don't want to say it's getting a little cringe for me, but it's getting a little cringe for me. I don't like this. I'm trademarking playoff Jimmy, the four more t-shirt. Maybe I'm just a hater, but I'm kind of I'm starting to see some some burrow tendencies here and I'm not exactly loving it. I know it's like kind of more genuine cuz he actually like it's. I know he's going to get it done. He's clutch. But at the same time, I don't know if you guys are seeing the because there's a line somewhere here, and I feel like he's inching closer to the line. Am I inventing this, or where are we at? Well, I can say he is inching towards that line, and I think it's it's always what it is. Is, is it would always gets them there? It's like the it's the media, and then the media feeds into the gut player, and then the player feeds into the media, and then it creates this cycle of cringe. Like I think one of the worst questions I ever heard in my life. Uh, was when after the Celtics game when whatever reporter was like so Grant Williams wasn't the answer to the Jimmy Butler problem huh and then Jimmy you know it's like the most sound bite it's the, just a stupid question and then the sound bite wasn't even it was just dumb and so that annoyed me um, but I just right now I'm just at the point where I just respect him and like him too much where I, I'm kind of I've got blinders on but I do see what you're saying good that's why he's such a good basketball player. And that's why his brand is going to be so good. Like this, that like, um, I, I definitely see what you're saying, but at the same time, like at least he doesn't do it year round is my thing. Like Joe Burrow is 365 days, like nonstop, like just feeding into that shit. Jimmy Butler, at least he kind of just does it during the playoffs. And then he kind of goes like silent. So um, I respect him for that too. 
but the dreads the dreads were also heat the extensions I that is true that is true i hate i love the dreads yeah. owen the only man who was on the side of the dreads well it's going to be a good game three i'm looking forward to it and we'll be back i think probably after game four or five i got i remember last year when i went to dinner with alex smith and i talked to him for 30 seconds you remember that Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. This uh, this Thursday, I'm going to dinner with Bill Walton, so I'll be sure to get his take on the uh, on the finals. Yeah, Is that that same dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'll oh, pro- okay, so they just rotate like uh yeah famous like athlete. That's sick. Mm-hmm. Oh, I met a famous athlete too, Phil. You tell the story. I heard about it a little bit. So I was at this conference for work, and I went to this panel, and then. Uh, I think his name is Derek Mays. I think it was Dwayne. Or Dwayne? No, no, no. I'm pretty sure it was Derek. But he, uh, yeah, he won a Super Bowl with the Packers with Brett Favre. And so he was making a bunch of jokes. And he was there talking about like venture capital or private equity or something. And then uh, I went up and shook his hand. And he was wearing some jays. Nice. And I said, nice shoes. Raw. Yeah. So that's a big I had interaction. Celebrity too. I know. That's sick. I looked him yeah. up too after you sent me the message. He did win a ring, and I think he played for a couple other teams. So yep. I said, "There's got to be no other thing in life that hits like better and will be a better resume booster than Super Bowl champion." Like, especially if you're like that yes. guy and you spent like three years in the NFL, you're getting hired for every job ever that you ever apply to for the rest of your life if you have Super Bowl champion 1996 on your resume. Yeah, and not just that, but you've just got so much money in the bank. You can like do whatever you want. Start start your own fund. You can contribute a ton to a fund and get a, like a high you know high ranking position. Like it's like just the greatest thing ever. So if anybody is deciding you know in that position where they should I go to the NFL or should I not, probably go do it. That would be my recommendation. I I would just go to interviews just to see people like fawn over me. Be like Super Bowl champion? What? Like that? Like yeah. just, tell me about that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the type of thing I would live for if that was me. I don't know if that makes me an egomaniac or something, but hey, I would I would be all over that. My my conversation with Alex Smith was about a Broncos Chiefs game from 2016. In case you were wondering, nice. Mm-hmm. The story, I guess, of today was that Kyrie Irving is is working real hard to get LeBron to Dallas. That was the story of the day. Um, he wanted to dispel the narrative that he wants to go to the Lakers. Like he wants to stay with Dallas, but he wants to get LeBron there too. I'm not really sure why this came out. Like it, it's never, I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I did see there was actually a clip from Bill Simmons floating around. It was recorded in March where he said, my prediction is Draymond signs with Dallas and Kyrie and Draymond work to get LeBron there eventually so it seems like this has been sort of discussed for a while i guess i mean i think it probably came out because lebron's like get me Kyrie," right that has to be the thing right i think draymond green too he would give up his uh, entire family to play with lebron he would yeah that's true too my king yeah, <laughs> yeah and i would say if the mavericks like give up assets or, or screw their cap situation over to get LeBron. Uh, Mark Cuban is the worst owner ever. Like that's the worst decision. Like I could possibly imagine. This is like the third team in a row that has would be trying to build around Kyrie Irving, making some type of Kyrie Irving super team. And like the writing's kind of on the wall in my, 
Oh, in my opinion. I, you got to be insane to be like, to watch this heat run and be like, nah, like Kyrie Irving is my answer. <laughs> like, just get some guys who like are good teammates. Like, if you can make the finals. The game's <laughs> wide open. You don't need Kyrie Irving anymore. I think Mark Cuban is also the type of guy to like, draft Bronny now even though he's not draft eligible and just be like oops like what are you gonna do now checkmate I've got his rights even though it doesn't work that way that's the yeah. type of thing he would do yeah or he trades up for like the first pick and gives up he his would. entire team to get Bronny and then Le- <laughs> LeBron just retires or something <laughs> or LeBron does come and it's just like Bronny Kyrie a corpse of LeBron and then Luca, and then just all like below replacement level guys, and they just win like fifteen games. And Draymond Green, he's involved yeah, too. And Draymond, yeah. Talk about aging badly. I would not be want to be on the hook for my max contracts for Draymond and Kyrie at the same time. That would be unbelievable stuff. I kind of hope it happens now. Selfishly, uh, Monty Williams got eighty million to coach the Pistons, maybe a hundred million on the on the. Uh, on incentives for eight years. I love how it's like an, that's literally like an NFL like contract. It, it's insane. Like, like 80 million guaranteed, like 100 million with incentives. Like, wow. I, I was reading that he wanted to take a year off and the Pistons just kept going up to but the money point. talks. Yeah, exactly. Where he literally could not say no anymore. And, <laughs> and you look at the Pistons and like, I know we're, I mean, we know Tony, so we like to be kind about the Pistons, but you actually look at their roster and it's like, I, I can see why it had to get to $80 million. Cause I got Cade Cunningham's shin, Jaden Ivy, Durin, and like, that's it. The, the Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes. Do they still Former have seventh overall pick? <laughs> They still have Saku Dumboya, maybe. Remember him, the old French guy? Oh, no. Dude, got- I remember like when like they posted a photo of him like training with KD one offseason. They're like, watch out for Saku Dumboya. <laughs> He's next. I'm like, what the hell? Never heard of that guy ever again. They got the fifth pick in the draft. They got Dwayne Casey as an executive. And Raw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alec Burks. You like Alec Burks? I think that's about all they got. Isaiah Stewart, James Wiseman. What a team. Oh, yeah. Like, I hate to break it to them, but, like, Cade Cunningham isn't, like, Devin Booker exactly. (laughs) And I think that's what they were kind of thinking of, like, they're like, okay, like, we've got, like, a superstar. And now we just got to bring Monty in and he can change the culture. Like, I get it. Like, you know, Phoenix was really bad. And then he came in there and, like, changed things. But, oof, I don't know, man. Houston's, like, pretty or Houston, Detroit. Detroit is just in a really bad spot. There's a pretty small group I'd be willing to pay $80 million to. I don't even think I would give Popovich $80 million. I would just say Spolstra would probably be the end of the group. So it's a little ambitious to try it, but I guess kudos to them for doing it because it was the guy you sort of circled in. It's just kind of a jaw-dropping number to see. 80 million off the hop. I feel like Owen's more of a Cade guy than, than we are. So he might be able to back it a little bit. Well, I do. I am a Cade guy, but also like, to me, this is just, this isn't money. That's going to affect how much other players get paid. Like it's not like it affects the salary cap. It's just straight out of the owner's pocket. So in my mind, like power, power to Monty, go for it. In a way though, like, I don't want to say this because Monty Williams is a great guy. 
but in a way like a little bit of Gruden vibes like we got to like solve our coach problem here's a hundred million like maybe you picked the wrong guy to do that again Monty Williams is a great guy and not like uh email sending racist but um you know you know where I was getting out there uh Frank Vogel went to the Suns this I I'm not really sure how I feel about this when I don't really love it Alex where are you at I, I don't hate it. Honestly, I, I, I think I'm okay with it. I, you get a guy that's got definitely some really, really good coaching experience and coaching experience with, you know, some of the top players with LeBron and AD. Um, he's going to fix the Suns, I think, defensively. Um, I think KD and Book are fine. It's just, can he get more more out of Aiden? Can he get more out of the role players and, and guys like that? I think it's a, I think it's a good move. Um, but what's an even better move is that, like, 15 minutes after Vogel was hired, because it was Vogel and Doc Rivers as the <laughs> finalists for the job. 15 minutes after Vogel got hired, Doc um, had somebody leak that he had pulled his name out of contention for the job, <laughs> which was just a banger Doc move, dude. Doc never loses. <laughs> so dope. When I saw that, I laughed. I laughed. I couldn't stop laughing. It was just an unbelievable flex. I think it actually was before. Like, I think it was like 10 minutes before. So he got the word that like he wasn't getting hired. He's like, leak, leak, like, like get it out. Leak, leak, get it out. Get it out. <laughs> oh, man. I'm low-key oh, all in on Doc, dude. I That's kinda... what I'm saying, dude. I like Raptors. Like, you guys are the only team without a head coach. Let's go. Get me some Doc, dude. and i love it because he he genuinely thinks he's like better than popovich yeah he's like who they need yeah i'm the solution to their problem that video of him like walking down the court is so funny you know the one i'm talking about where he like can like barely move (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh man we got to get him a job. The Raptors need to get on his line. I think they're going to, what are they going to do? Hire Scarcolo or whatever the guy's name is, the Italian guy? I think Scariolo. Scariolo or I don't even know. They're just taking their sweet time. I don't even know who they're competing with anymore. But yeah. You got anything on the Sons of the Raps on? Not really, no. Yeah, don't worry about it. That's a punt. That's no problem. We can hit you on the next one. I know, I, I got to say, before we move on to other things, Bob Myers leaving the Warriors. I think this is one of the best times to leave I've ever seen. He he gets four championships, all the credit, and he doesn't get to he doesn't have to deal with this headache that's coming where he has to inevitably or the next guy has to inevitably tell Clay and Draymond they're not worth forty million dollars a year anymore. This is like one of the greatest coups of all time, just leaving now. Yeah. I can't believe how good this worked out for him. He gets this is one of the best moves I've ever seen. I can't think of a time where a guy left at a better time than this. This is perfect. Excellent job. Excellent job. Um, and I, I, I feel like he's probably going to wait it out a year, hey? And then kind of see what opens up probably next year. And he's probably going to land like a banger job. Something's going to come up for him and, and he's going to do a great job. So, um, man, he, he's up there definitely with, with some of the best executives in the NBA. He's going to get a bag. Um, so maybe the Pistons, dude. Maybe the Pistons just throw the bag at him too. Like like one sixty million dollars combined to two to the head coach and an exec. How you like that? That's a sick plan. I'm actually yeah. I'm all in on that. I think their their owner's very, very, very rich. No surprise. But <laughs> he owns the pistons. But 
He's uh, I think he's like a very yeah. mega billionaire. So that would yeah. I'm kind of down. Where'd you stand on this John ja Morant thing that Silver says he can't leak? the suspension number until after the finals because it would take away from the players who've made the finals. They're saying they're expecting no less than half the season. I I, I don't like John Morant, but like, are you really going to suspend a guy 60 games for like Instagram live gun? Like, well, didn't they say that there's other stuff that in their investigation that they found that they can't release heat. Okay. Which I'm not surprised. Like, I'm not really you know, it seems like there's a pattern of behavior. So I, I will say if it's just the IG live, then I would say excessive. Like I would maybe say five games, you're good to go. Um, but, you know, I don't, maybe he, like I could have, like, I don't know he, what he, he did. There like was, he could have used a gun. There was the start of a word in there that you stopped using quickly that I, that, what was I going to say? I heard a KI coming out. Oh yeah. I was going to say it, but then I was like, no, he probably would get worse than 60 games for that. <laughs> So, Six well, I don't years. know. Maybe, maybe used a gun or threatened. Like, there's a lot of things that you know. Once the IG cameras are rolling or the other cameras are rolling, I think you know, Jaw would do a lot of crazy things. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna defer to the NBA. Hopefully, assume they made the right call. For sure, dude. I think he's just addicted to the camera. Like, anytime he's on a screen, he's like, I, I got to do some bad shit. <laughs> we can just show people how tough I am. Yeah. But I love Adam Silver being like, like you, you just wait, like <laughs> uh, you know, like June eighteenth, like we're dropping the suspension, like we're dropping the sussy, like but like hold on, like it, like you think the NBA finals are good, like wait till I tell you how much I'm gonna suspend John Morant. It's sick, like like this guy's just like a PR like drama stirring like master like good good for him because because adam silver was initially pretty pretty quiet but like he made sure that he got his interview with malika andrews on uh on nba lottery night which was so random by the way right like i think we talked about that that was just so like i don't know kind of felt out of place we're talking about this guy on lottery night but yeah man he's he's ready to rock and roll he's got a little david stern to him now yeah he's playing it up dude he's like wait till you see this new storyline drop like, watch this. The finals are going to be nothing compared to what I'm about to do. Yeah. Good for him, bro. I, I only, I also want to shout out Jeff Van Gundy's plan to fix basketball. It's one of the worst plans I've ever heard. But this quote is so good, I can't not read it. Eliminate free throws until the last three minutes. If you get fouled on a shooting foul, you just get points. You don't go to the line. And you don't go to the line for technical free throws. They're just points. Then I eliminate halftime. I think halftime is a waste of time. I reduce it to five minutes so you can go to the bathroom and come back. Raw plan. Slow down with talking, this. I was I was talking about Phil with this. Like on a serious note, I think they gotta like switch up the like Mark Jackson Van Gundy duo because it's it's like it's really hard to listen to. Like I, I'm down for like let's change it up a little bit. Like Mike Breen's good. I'm not like Mike Breen can stay, but uh, I'm a little tired of uh, Jackson and Van Gundy. I gotta be honest. Yeah, I think uh, two. So again, I don't watch as much NBA basketball as you guys do. So when I hear Stan Van Gundy or Jeff Van Gundy, it's like usually it's like kind of the takes are a bit fresher for me. <laughs> so uh, I actually do like him, and I know I'm in the minority. Uh, but to, to to like what he actually suggested, that's pr- I mean I don't really have an issue with that. Why not? The game would take ninety five minutes. Yeah. 
they'd be in traffic and they'd be there for the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. Well, I would say at a minimum, the halftime could be shorter. And then like the, there's something that needs to be changed with the review process and the fouls at the end of games at a minimum. Like that's the last, you know, five minutes of a game, but I know I'm not breaking news here, but it shouldn't be like 45 minutes long. That needs to be changed. If you want to have fouls throughout the rest of the game, you know, foul shots, that's fine, but they should change something because it's, you lose the momentum. I've, it becomes like a stock. Yeah. The NBA announcers, uh, they haven't reminded me how the plan works in a bit. So I'd like a refresher on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm with you about the, the monitor needs to stop. We can stop going to the monitor. That That's the one that really gets me for like yeah. completely inconsequential things. Like, is this a clear path foul? It's like, I don't know. How about you make a decision when it happens and we don't have to spend two minutes yeah. doing review. Yeah. Or like obvious stuff where it's like, is that a flagrant? Oh. Like when it's like, it's just, they, they have to do that on any type of, anytime a guy falls on the ground, it's like, let's go to the booth. Is it a flagrant? If you hold your face, like it's a guaranteed <laughs> review. It's like a free timeout. I'm surprised somebody hasn't figured that out yet. Just go down yeah. and like, go like face down, maybe like do like a stop, drop and roll. And it's, you get to freeze the game for two minutes. So yeah, I'm with you there football this week i'm actually kind of getting in that mode where it's like i'm really excited for football i don't know about you guys this is pretty like standard we're about halfway through like i'm getting the itch back again and i liked that this afternoon we got the the story that first came out as like a riddle it was like there's a colts guy and he's been placing hundreds of bets like on the colts and on other teams and he's not a star player but he's somebody everybody's heard of and i was like oh my god like Who's it going to be like Michael Pittman, like Jonathan Taylor? What's going to happen? Like, who's the answer to this riddle? And then it's Isaiah Rogers. So that was a little disappointing. I was really yeah. getting ready to I break haven't down. Heard of him. Yeah, never sixth round cornerback and punt returner. So that was a bit tough for, for today's story. But I guess he was placing bets on the Colts and against them. So what's with guys pissing away their like, careers like i'm not sure how you like think you're gonna get away with this i just it seems like they know it's wrong i mean they gotta know it's wrong look at all these other guys getting busted for the same thing like i like you gotta be somewhat aware of what's happening i just don't know if it's a lack of like self-belief where it's like damn i'm only gonna be in the nfl for like like a few months let me try and like make the bank while i can but that's still illegal right i don't think like like i think you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you could actually end up keeping any of that money, right? Yeah, and he was pretty good. And, like, kind of like, uh, what was his name? Ivan Tony or whatever. Like, he's, yeah. like, he's going to be fine. So, this yeah, guy. That's what I'm saying. He was doing well for himself. Doesn't make sense. I don't get it. It's, it's pretty greedy, to be honest. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. These guys live like tremendous lifestyles. Like, like Ivan I, Tony's getting paid like, I feel like a bunch, even if it's by Brentford, right? Who he plays for. Uh-huh. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, I need to make an extra like this many grand. Like it's not enough. Like, wow. Like, all right. All right, buddy. Well, I think we're seeing the generation of kids that kind of grew up betting on sports, entering professional sports. And so I think it's not just like, can I make 30 bones when I have this million dollar contract or whatever it is, or a couple thousand. It's like, I think it's just a habit or even like an addiction. You know, it's not like Kevin Love is like out there betting on games. Yeah, it's you. I'd say it's usually the younger guys who probably have been betting since they were like 16, 17. 
I got to I got to say the funniest outcome possible and I agree with you wholeheartedly but the funniest outcome possible would have been if it was Matt Ryan because there's that would have been a way to explain <laughs> Oh that would have been like an actual yeah. Yeah. Like that would have been He would have to go to jail for that. <laughs> he was actually throwing games. I mean that would have been literally the only way to describe the way he played the first 8 games. He was like falling over like a Jenga stack like like frequently maybe twice a week. Didn't didn't some baseball guy get busted too not too long ago for also betting on games? And I think he might have even been a pitcher, man. He was just tossing meatballs and stuff. I mean, like, like Pete Rose was a long yeah. time ago, but no, not yeah, Pete Rose. It was like, I think it was might have even been like a minor league guy, but still it was weird. Hmm. Lots of guys showing up like doing this now, you know? But yeah, I bet it's going to get worse. What do you think would happen if like. This is a total hypothetical, but let's say like, uh, I don't know, who's like kind of like a shady guy, maybe like Trevor Lawrence gets busted. What do you think shady happens? Guy. Why is he a shady guy? I don't know. He's, he's got like, he's got like, you could picture him with like a hood up. He's got the long hair. You know what? I'm, like yeah. maybe he's yeah. not the right example, but you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I sure. don't know, like Saquon yeah. Barkley or somebody like somebody with a big name. Like, what do you think the NFL would do? Would they just suspend him or would they be like, we kind of have to like let you get away with it. You're too valuable. I mean, Calvin Ridley's not as good as Trevor Lawrence, obviously, but I mean, he's still a pretty big name, I'd say. And they suspended him a year, so. Yeah, people would say he was like a fringe top 10, top 15 receiver. Yeah, probably. I would. I guess you're right. I might have said that. I feel like the NFL would like to like do that to make an example. Like they would kind of get a kick out of it. Whereas I feel like the NBA would kind of, actually, I don't know. You kind of have to go hard. Okay, we got. We'll see where the NBA stands with this uh, jaw suspension. So we'll know everything we need to know about the NBA in uh, in a few weeks' time. Here, (laughs) what would be sick is if the NBA gave jaw like twenty games or something, and then somebody there's like a betting scandal and they just take him out for a season. Wow. What if that's what they found? What if that's what they found in the investigation? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yes. Bet three six five Canada. He was betting against like in Toronto only when they traveled. Betting against the Flames. Yeah. Exactly. Blackhawks money line in the third last game of the season. (laughs) Wow. I would actually. That I would. My respect for him would go up. Me too. Me too. Where are you at for football season, Owen? Are you excited? Do you think about it at all, or? Is no, it still, is it still no, June? it's too warm for me to think about it. I think I, I don't start really thinking about it until I start turning the heat on in my car at, at night. So like late August, early September. Um, right now I'm just full baseball mode still. Good for you. We can, we can talk about Alec Manoa later and some solutions, but I just wanted to see where your head was at. We do have to get our uh, our preview hat on in like a month, which I'm actually very excited for. I love doing those. If, gets me very very ready for the season i do like that this time of year though it's kind of that like quotes point of the season if you know what i'm talking about where guys start really talking crazy and it sort of runs from now until about august so i i did maybe this is kind of like a mad lib situation but i have the quote i just need you to take a stab at who actually said the quote or what the context is missing so let's start with this one frank reich is the new coach of the Panthers, right? And Adam, you're kind of the Panthers guy, so let's let you guess at this one. Since, you know, you have your friend who likes the Panthers at the airport that one time. Um, Frank Reich says, we're going to experiment with some Debo Samuel type stuff for blank. Who do you think blank is? What? Like, oh, oh, I mean, you mean like they're going to copy Debo Samuel stuff and put it oh, into their playbook? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, okay. yeah. 
Yeah. Because I was like, when did Frank Reich start coaching the 49ers? No, no, Panthers. He's got. Oh, it's definitely for. Uh, I don't even know. Miles Davis. No, no, not oh, Miles no, not Davis. Miles Sanders. No, no, close, close. LaVisca Chenault. Close. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, that's uh, going to be electric. That's dude. a name. All yeah. Right. I didn't know he was on their roster. Hand up. <laughs> Speaking of people you didn't know on their roster, this Texans receiver says, I most definitely can be in a thousand yard guy. Brandon Cooks. Close, That's... close. Robert Woods. <laughs> nice. Nice. Didn't, didn't even know he was on the Texans. Yeah. I got Cincinnati. This guy's on the Bengals, and he said in the AFC Championship game, we would have beat Kansas City, quote, if I was healthy, I was oh. the key player. I saw this. Oh, oh this we is... did see this. We talked about this. Did we? Was oh, it oh, 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 I know, I know it was Tyler Boyd. Yeah. No, it was Tyler Boyd. Boyd. You're right. Tyler Boyd, TJ. Okay, right, right. Tyler Boyd. The same guy, TJ Boyd, Tyler Boyd, Taj Boyd. All the love, same guy. I love wow. Owen. Owen just, Owen's like go-to name for anybody in the NBA or, or NFL is PJ. <laughs> like, that's the yeah. base. That's the base. <laughs> that's true. Taj Boyd, though, on that note, uh, I thought he was next. I just want oh, to say that. Absolutely. Wow. I thought he was yeah. going to, I was taking him in like Madden drafts when I was like 14. That was, well, like, I thought speaking of receivers, I thought John Ross was him. Yeah. A couple Clemsons right there. I feel like you could put John Ross on the NFL field right now. And if you got the right coaching, like you got whoever coached Deshaun Jackson, yeah. he could probably, I think I will never give TVs. up. I will never give up on one Kevin white. And to John Ross, like I still think they could play. Kevin I mean, White. Kevin White has proven that he can play. He just, yeah. it's it just he doesn't He's get the Derek Rose of the NFL. <laughs> yes, yeah. the Derek Rose. You know who's another name for this? Tavon Austin. If he found the right offense, he would yeah. still be cooking. There's well, no he was better that. than Cordell Patterson, and Cordell Patterson just had a better system. And we yeah. see how that turned out. Fact. Exactly. Fact. One's the greatest return of all time, and one's <laughs> that guy who the Rams picked. Yeah. Exactly. I got. Uh, I actually found a Packers fan who is almost just as crazy as everything Texans, and I also luckily found a Colts fan who is just as crazy. The Colts fan's bio is Mr. Ursay has liked eight of my tweets, section 424, row 18, seat six. That's the guy's bio <laughs> on Twitter. He's, that is insane. He is an insane person. I'm going to try to recruit him. He gets, he like puts like Jim Ursay like tweet notifications, like that for sure. Yeah, he's probably oh, yeah. won one of the giveaways in the past. But this Packer guy that I found, this quote is so funny. I I swear to God, it's not made up. He says... Jordan Love to Luke Musgrave has Mahomes to Kelsey written all over it. Oh, brother. Sorry, who to who? Musgrave to who? Love to Musgrave. Jordan Love to Musgrave. Musgrave? And he's a receiver? Like, the names names are just not going to work out. Like, I don't care how good these guys are. Love to Musgrave will not be a duo (laughs) we're talking about in 15 years' time, I can guarantee. Yeah. Well, Musgrave we won't be talking about in, like, Maybe ever again. Yeah. Maybe ever in again. like three months. I don't yeah. even know who he is. <laughs> Can you imagine just talking to our kids? Well, the love love to Musgrave combo might have been better than the Mahomes to Kelsey combo. It's up there with Montana to Rice. It's, yeah, it's pretty sick. I uh... so wait, is Musgrave? Is he a current player on their roster? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, he's their starting tight end. Yeah, he's he's the nice. new Kelsey dude. 
Wait, so what happened to Tonkin or Tanyan? I think he went to the Bears. Oh. Little rivalry. I mean, that's just the most Bears thing ever. Get a washed up Packer. Done. <laughs> They'll do that. They do that three times in offseason. That's true. The Colts fan that I follow, he he saw the news about Isaiah Rogers and his first tweet was, Well, now we gotta sign Casey Hayward. That should tell you the level of crazy <laughs> this guy is. He is just locked on Colts, so you gotta respect that. I do I know the Madden cover is coming out this week and I mean, we could talk about greatest Madden cover of all time or whatever, what you think of when you hear that. Actually, that's not a bad question. What do you think of, Adam? The Odell one. Oh, yeah. Madden Mobile. Oh, wow. Madden Mobile. I think it's Megatron by like a mile. It's Barry Sanders, Madden 25. Well, that was a good one, too. Which, it's getting to that, you know, two years, it's going to be 2025. You know, hate to break it to you. Is this Madden 24, though, or is it Madden 23? It's got to be 24. No, Madden 24. Okay. So in a year they do 25, what do they just call it? Madden 25, like, 2? <laughs> Madden what do they call it? Madden 14? <laughs> Madden 14 would be sick, and they get it, like, <laughs> they make, like, DeMarco Murray the cover athlete. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they go back in time type. That would be fire, yeah. dude. Jamal Charles. <laughs> Darren McFadden. That would be hype. Bro. No. I got I think you <laughs> when he signed with the Jets, I thought he was gonna change like the I, I thought that was over. Yeah. That was yeah. that was like when uh Graham got traded to the Seahawks. Jimmy Graham to the Seahawks was like a where were you moment, dude, for like a year. Is it, it was going to change the NFL. It was all time. Um, <laughs> but I do have to say, Robert Griffin, I didn't think there was a way he could one-up his tweet about Kobe and Lonnie Walker. But today he did it again when he said the Madden 24 cover athlete has to be Damar Hamlin and the doctors. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, that's just... <laughs> Bro, I'd rather be him. Like three, man, fourteen, and and the cover be, and the cover be what, bro? Him getting revived on the field, like what? That's an awful take. Oh, one of the worst of all time. I'm the biggest Demar Hamlin supporter, but that is just like no. Wow. Then they would have to do something in game. I feel like road to recovery. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, that'd be like, the, the freshest thing Madden did in in probably like eight years. That'd be the biggest innovation. <laughs> like when they did the LeBron two K fourteen, like choose the Knicks. most random thing ever. James Dolan paid two K to do that, but that was just the most insane thing. That was just so random. It was him, Dwight Howard, and Chris Paul in New York. New Big Three, dude. What the hell? That was so... That road was sick, though. It was like a choose-your-own-adventure. It was like... But way before its time. That was fire. People forget that. I think another innovation that I saw this week was um, the LSU Tigers are playing with AC in their helmets now. They got like... uh, they like installed it into their helmets so it just blows AC at them so they're always like cold. That give me a headache, man. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's like a little overdoing. Blowing it. in your ears and stuff? Like, no. Well, it's probably better than just the heat, though. That's got to give you a worse headache. 
Yeah, I guess down there it gets pretty swampy in the in like the early games, August, September, and your practices are probably not that fun. Well, like you can probably turn it on, and then when it gets too much, you just like click it off, right? Yeah. Well, speaking of inventions, it's like the Reebok pump. What do, what do we think of the <laughs> Apple Reebok. glasses? Uh, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Owen. The headset. Like, I like is humanity like. Are we eating that up? Or well, it is. Is, it, is not- it not just an Oculus, like a $4,000 Oculus Rift? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, here's what I'm not understanding. I don't see why this one would work. Yeah, exactly. And like, I thought, it doesn't make sense. do you remember back in the day, Google Glasses, bro? I thought those were going to be like yeah. the biggest life-changing thing yeah. of all time. This is, um, it's ambitious. I Are we going to team up and drop four grand? I don't understand what it does. I didn't really watch it. It's, it's a VR weird. Headset. It's like you can watch TV like even closer. Wow. Yeah. I know some. I know Scoot some your chair in. My you can do it too. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> I could picture Matt Clark with the headset on, like <laughs> on as, the sofa, dude, as I walk on. into the basement right in front of him, and he just yeah, never he'd notices. Have, he'd have like a, a hockey game on on the big TV, and then he'd have YouTube on the on the headset. <laughs> I didn't understand the video. They were like, you just pinch and it'll expand. I was like, is I, how does it know where my fingers are? Like my my camera's not pointed at it. This is like, the reason they're doing this is because like, they're just, once this comes out, you're not going to be able to use like Oculus Rift on your phone or anything. Like it'll, you have to get this if you have Apple products and want to like combine them. Like that's just what this is. Yeah, but. I mean, who's dropping four weird. grand? Did you see they had an NBA? They had like an NBA game example. Did you see what that looked like? That actually wow. looked awesome because you could do, like you get to pick your seat in the crowd. Like it's like fully scanned the arena. So you get to like choose where you could sit courtside if you want. Wait, so could I go out in my driveway and like like put the thing on and sim like the NBA? Like I'm like. People Robinson. would think you are insane. If you're out on the driveway with that headset on shooting the basketball. But that would be that can you imagine you just catch the ball from Jimmy Butler, turn, shoot, like do a little snarl. Who's throwing you the ball? <laughs> yeah, where are you getting the ball? Well, that well, yeah, that part would be well, you need maybe two headset guys. Wow. You and Matt running the pick and roll against the air. <laughs> and a four thousand dollar headset. One fall, dude, and it's all over. Just oh my goodness. Pit, cement. I saw their watch now, or the new watches are going to track like mental health rating. Like, how are you going to do I that? I heard it, it can like identify depression. Like, how? This is not, re- this isn't realistic. I saw dude. the questions, and the questions are just like, are you feeling like happy or sad today? <laughs> dude, Owen, why? Like, what? All right. why can't you just get your dad to put a Jimmy Bob? <laughs> It's just similar analog. <laughs> he can just put the shirt on, and it's the same thing. Yeah, he would never do that though. My dad needs. Uh, yeah, my dad likes like devices. He likes electronic incentive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would drop telling, four oh, grand. Um, if you told Amar put this Mares jersey on and pass me the ball, like he's not doing it in the backyard, but you put a VR headset on him where he's in, like like uh Wembley or whatever it is. So I'm paying $4,000 for my dad to pass. Yeah, for some quality time with your dad, dude. That's priceless. I don't think Do you think you're going to know someone who buys it? I don't think there's a single world. Yeah. Like you think so? I just really? think you're you're just taking yourself away from reality like way too much. 
Yeah. That's just creepy. You walk into a room and someone's just like blinded by these like Oculus like goggles. I like know. it's just weird, dude. And like they're like, oh, like whatever you want to look at, you'll have the background of the room. It's like, okay, I also have a computer where I can use my eyes and have the background of the room. Exactly. Like, I'm not really understanding what the advantages are here. Other than, like, unless I literally never want to get off the couch. In which case, this thing's awesome. Unless you want to, like, seclude yourself, like, to the max. And, like, just, yeah. Darkness retreat? But you know how, like, in your basement, you have the, like, three TVs and you have, like, the red zone on one, the game on the other. Like, you can just do that without the TVs. That's kind of raw. Yeah, but I could also do it for one-eighteenth of the cost with the TVs. <laughs> like, yeah. the cost you get, is like, big. three banger TVs for the price of that one goggle. Absolutely, I could. And sound bars and cable. Like, four years worth of cable. Well, if you were... If you but were you really... get Fugo and zone and not feel bad about it. <laughs> If you were really like smart with your money and, and like kind of uh, thrifty, you could get a whole wall of TVs, and yeah. then it would be like you're in there anyways. You make your own Oculus. You make your yeah. own uh, Oculus box. room. The Oculus room, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you even give them like uh, DIY, DIY, <laughs> and you give them like a headband with like cardboard like cutout attached yeah. to it. So when you walk in, you have to use like a blinder, pretty much, and you just stare at the walls. What's well, this is, thing? Well, re- remember in like 2012 when like I know like Samsung and all those t- I'm TV saying. companies were selling like the 3D glasses. They're like you can watch NFL in like 3D. You can watch NBA in th- and like no one, no one did that. But don't like, you remember Google Card, Google Cardboard or whatever? No, it was Google, Google Glasses, and yeah. Snapchat glasses too. No, there was Google oh, Snapchat glasses was sick. There was Google Cardboard, which was cardboard that you put over your eyes, and then you just put your phone in it, and then you would just watch things like VR. I was like, the thing is, is like companies have tried this before, so I don't see why this would catch on. Well, I always thought the Snapchat glasses was a good idea because it's like sometimes you want to film a funny moment, but you don't want to like pull your, you know, pull your camera out, right? So I don't know why that's just. So I'm just gonna look like everything. Yeah, exactly. You're just a cop at that point like you with are the, with the with it's the, like the body cam yeah, it is the body cam. it is a body cam i'm surprised they didn't like send them out to the stations dude and let them rep the the yellow minion glasses everywhere they went <laughs> on duty i did speaking of cops did you see that mark cuban tweet where it was like hey guys like i'm just curious if you're watching this game illegally let me know that was fire I liked it just coming out as a fed right off the hop for Mark, dude. That was sick. And then yeah. the next day I saw boys got 40-year sentences in the UK for, like, uh, making people see, like, Streaming. wolves. Yeah, wolves against Whoa. Southampton, yeah. It was crazy, too, because they apparently, off the ads they run on those sites, made, like, millions of dollars in, like, four years or something. I bet they so did. Like, they, the, I mean, with the amount of pop-ups, the ad revenue just must be absolutely insane. Do you think there's a way we could get this podcast to have that many pop-ups? Yeah. Like we just pollute it? Go, I don't think enough people would go to the trouble, though. Yeah, probably. Or less would. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we need a snag yeah, there. Sponsored by Puma. Yeah. Everyday Classic. Yeah, in sports interaction. Just spam yeah. it. 
over and over again. You just got to click out over and over. And can you imagine too telling your grandma or something like, can you listen to the new episode? And it's just like hentai pop-ups when she's trying to get in there. <laughs> like I feel pretty bad. Facts, facts. <laughs> just like, it's not a bad idea. I just, it, we should workshop it a bit. No, you're right. You're right. We should just be, be sure we're covering all of our bases here. And I think that that <laughs> yeah. base that's that's a hard stop. I think of that base. I think you're right. I think we met a snag in our plan there. But yeah. what else did they unveil? I saw they had like uh, face. Like I don't need face oh, FaceTime yeah. uh, voicemail. I don't need that. Like like face mail. I will never. I don't need that. I will never leave a face mail. I can tell you that right now. I saw they had like uh, transcription for phone calls or something. Like I don't really need that either. But yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I generally like the stuff I use is the stuff I've been using the last like eight years. Like I, like, you know, you, you hype yourself up. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'll, I'll use this. I'll use this. And then you never do. It's just not like, you know. Yeah. It's not that sick. Dude, I remember when the like the haptic touch or whatever came out where you could like do like you can open messages if you press it a little harder and go to straight to a conversation. <laughs> And I got a new phone that had that. And I'm like, wow, this is gonna be such a life changer. And I don't You're think gonna save me so much time. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, I can just hold messages down and go to fill instead of clicking open and then fill. And I don't think I've ever done that once in my life. I don't even know if it still works. I, I mean, we're getting well, that's to the what point I'm saying. Now. Like, like some of these phone features, like they're not made for like re- like regular humans. They're made for people that run like Waystar, like Royco. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like you're like I mean, a big shot, time. like CEO, like you know what I mean? But like exactly, like you know, half of this stuff we don't need. Yeah, I would say like if you look at phones now compared, like the four to the five was like a revolutionary. Oh. Like I remember I used to tune into those those W like with the Steve Jobs yeah. drops, mm-hmm. yeah. like because they were dropping like iPads every other conference or like new things and like the phone first it had like a square with a frame and then it was like bigger and it had a touch button and stuff but now it's like i don't know what's the xr like maybe i'm just not plugged like I'm, it's past my time and i'm not plugged in but like oh, the 11 yes. and the 13 like you could no dude all the same once they, once they started like hyping up that like they have new colors i was fucking <laughs> out dude they were hyping up new colors like they just like like and now we will have mint green and the crowd's like <laughs> And 30 minutes of battery life 30 and 30 more minutes of battery life i'm like oh my god and then when they say this is the best iphone yet like i've already been on this rant but when yeah. they say it's the best iphone yet it's like why do you like like i i'd hope so you know you know i've been one to get you know where they lost me and i've been one to get distracted by shiny things like i'm like oh this will be great to have i'm gonna use it all the time and it, it, where they lost me was an emoji when you like put your face in and then it was like a rooster or like a dino. Yeah. I think I so used funny. it like one time and I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. This is the least practical exercise ever. But yeah, that's kind of when they, I, I, I want to say they lost me when they added the second and, and then the third camera just was way overboard. My phone has the one camera. It does, the, it does the job pretty good. Yeah. I got to say, I don't like the, Cause I like to take pictures. It's like, I I just do. But the one where you, now you pinch out and it goes to that third camera. I mean, the pictures just look awful. Like I don't, I like, I would just take a step back every single time as opposed to pinching back out. So 
I'm with you there. I don't think they really needed that. But I hate when the when they show those commercials of the photos. It's like, oh, this was taken on like the iPhone Seven. I'm like, no, it was not. <laughs> like I've been taking photos for years, and they never turn out that nice. So, cap. Yeah. 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 I use the iPhone Eight camera, and it looks like, you know, the I could be in the middle of the day, and it looked like Adam's room right now. Yeah. yeah. What's on the, Adam, this is not so good for the audio session. I'll just describe what I'm seeing. Behind Adam in this basement, there's a shelf, and I think there's a water bottle, and I don't, a Kleenex box? The essentials. Uh, it's an, it's another water bottle. Oh, good. Why Double, are they so spaced up. out? Yeah. Well, it's like a, the whole room has like a, like a shelf across the entire room. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the world's biggest shelf. <laughs> I love that. And quickly, while we're at the iPhone, Alex knows the iPhone 10 girl who was in the commercials where it was just oh. her face. I don't want it's, yeah, it's at, like it, Gia Duddy level. Yeah, it, uh, that girl in the commercials was was that was a beautiful one. Yeah, yeah, she was beautiful. Um, others, Whoa. yeah, was oh, it yeah. during oh, the anemo- like, I don't know if you know what emoji ad. She was yeah. like gorgeous during the emoji ad. She was a stunning woman quickly other stuff and then apple kind of feeds into the movie we're doing later which is good but uh quickly other stuff let's get this out of the way and then we'll get to that uh shannon sharp's leaving the show with skip now i know that friend of the show cookie actually listens to this day to the full three hours of the undisputed podcast through the ads so he's the only person i know because in canada we don't really have like ready access to this show I, I guess I saw the stuff about Shannon liking the tweets where he's saying Skip's a piece of shit or whatever he was liking. You know, he was liking a bunch of crazy stuff. And I guess he's probably going to go to first take or whatever. And then I think LaShawn McCoy I was reading tonight is going to come in as the uh, as the new guy besides Skip. I mean, these morning shows, are, I think they're kind of losing their luster. But if you do put Shannon with Stephen A., that's... I mean that's that they kind of have to do that. Like that's that's must see stuff. Yeah, I I think I like Shannon Sharp a lot, so um, I'd be down to see more of him on uh, on Canadian TV. So shows are kind of I don't know. It's just all it's just a lot of Lakers and Dallas Cowboys half the time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I would. Yeah, just... I'm also super out on Skip. Like Skip doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, he never really did it for me either. I'm not really sure what pe- what the appeal is because he doesn't seem like that likable of a person and I don't really, like he's like a character. Yeah, and I know they all do try, they're all in the clicks business, but he just, it's like so obvious I can't really take him seriously. Like he's just, the, the bait, you know, that he throws out trying to get reactions and stuff is a little bit absurd. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I mean, McAfee went to ESPN the other week. I don't, I feel like we're probably three of us at least are in the minority because I don't, I don't watch his clips. I don't see almost anything he does. I don't know where Owen and Alex are on that. I imagine they're probably closer to me, but Adam watches a fair amount. I just feel like ESPN, like, I don't really understand what they're paying for. Like $85 million for two hours of air in the middle of the day. Like I just don't really understand that fundamentally. That just doesn't make sense to me. Why wouldn't you just is put he that on... good at him? Yeah. Like I don't watch anymore, but I mean, I think it. I think it definitely has its audience. Like I think the like younger, younger guys that 
watch the NFL, kind of enjoy it. He's kind of funny. But those guys don't have ESPN. I gotta say, I know, I know. those guys. Those guys would rather just watch on YouTube. So, I gotta say, I never liked his <laughs> studio setup. And then what? He had a messy studio setup, and I was never ever interested to watch his videos. I gotta be honest. It was just a bunch of random shit on his desk. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I can't lie. I don't understand how his contract works because I feel like he's negotiated like four contracts in like a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. I don't get it either. I, it, it's very weird because I, I, I just don't, I don't know anybody who watches like every day. I guess maybe it's like a, a Midwestern thing. I don't really understand it, but it just never really did it for me. I, and I don't think it's their audience. So I, I don't get it. I know they're doing a bunch of layoffs and whatever, but yeah. Uh, Manoa, let's, uh, let's do this quickly. The Jays. They're doing they're doing better than they were the last time we talked about them, but they do have a problem um, in that their best pitcher in the start of the season, or who was supposed to be their best pitcher, is actually one of the worst pitchers in baseball. So Owen is naturally the Jays guy. Give me a, what's your solution here? They're in a tough spot because they can't keep playing him, they can't keep starting him, uh, but they also can't like there's nobody in the system that they can bring up to replace him. So I would, if I was the Blue Jays, have a bullpen game. I would send him down, like Phantom IR. Like you're going to maybe, you want to bring him back at some point. So maybe put him on the IL for 15 days or something like that, or 20 days, and then start the bullpen for three or four different games. And then bring him back and try it again. Because the way it's going right now, he's just going to, you're going to hurt his confidence more and more and more every time he starts. And Every time he starts, the team doesn't have a chance to win. You're just writing off the game as a loss, which I don't think you can afford to do every five games if you want to be a serious team. I think that is the best solution. I think it's better than sending him down to Buffalo. Now, Adam decided to hijack your your moment in the sun because he just started spamming the chat. So, Adam, do you want to verbalize what you were about to say and then maybe uh, break the news about what we're watching? Yeah, I have to go to bed because I have to... Uh, be awake in seven hours but uh we're watching the new kind of a forced pick but we're watching i mean i i want to watch it anyway but i don't really want to waste my once a month movie pick on it but we're watching the new spider-man so good and we're gonna watch it together right yeah okay see ya bye bye adam bye all right blackberry the movie we're doing it and across the spider-verse next week at this time, that'll be on the 13th. Owen, do you want to make a statement about your progress into BlackBerry? Yeah, I'm about 20 minutes in. I tried to watch it at work today. Um, but I actually did have some work to do, so it was a bit difficult. So I only made it about 20 minutes in, but it looked like a banger. Um, and then I know I, I really, you know, I, I know I committed to being better, but this was quite possibly like the bu- busiest week of like the last few months for me. So this is the knock on wood. My one relapse. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I, I knew you were busy. I knew it was going to be tight. I'm glad that Alex watched it at least so we can, we can talk about it a little bit. I thought this movie was just awesome. I don't, I don't really know what else you can say. It was just a classic banger. Great way to spend two hours. They didn't do any like super big character dive in. It was always entertaining. The story was good. The main three characters were all good. I was surprised it was a CBC movie for how good it was. Yeah. When I was watching that, when I start, 
when I saw the like opening like credits and stuff, I was like, damn, like CBC really made like I don't know if this is really gonna be that good. You know what I mean? I I kind of got a little like government made movie. Like uh, I don't know, but like they they like nailed it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I thought um I went to see it actually because it wasn't in. It was at Chinook in Eau Claire, like on Tuesday. And I was like, I'll just go on Saturday. But it wasn't there on Saturday. And I went to the theater in Kensington. Have you guys ever been to that? It's called the Plaza. I've heard of it. Haven't been. You guys got to go because it's it's like an old tiny theater. Like the entrance is like smaller than the basement room. The entrance, like the room I'm in right now. So wow. there's like a little popcorn stand. And then you go in and it's just like old timey theater. Like there's like a like a stage, and then the thing comes down over top of it, and it was like pretty I packed. Lo I love old time theaters. It was. I just want to say no. It was awesome, and it was not yeah. expensive at all. I think two tickets was like eighteen dollars, and a large popcorn, a coffee, candy, and a drink was like fifteen. I mean, that's like almost one movie ticket at Cineplex if you want to see like an upgraded version of the movie exactly and it was a way like more memorable experience so like next time they have something we want to see like you should go and it's a good like date spot too because it's nice and uh parking's hard but that's where i saw it and i thought it was i thought it was awesome i gotta say i thought uh like jay baruchel's like a comedy guy right like he's a this is the end and what else has he been in i don't know he's just in a lot of random stuff the, the funny thing was is i was actually thinking i was like I haven't seen this guy in forever. Like, is he retired? Like, what's going on? And then I had no idea that he was in the uh, Blackbird movie. Yeah. And, well, he was good, but the uh, the guy who played Jim oh, Balsillie was... stole the show. He was... Uh, Absolutely stole the show. Jim, I think that's got to be one of my favorite movie characters of all time. I'm not even joking. And, and I'm not even joking. The way he acted in that was so freaking funny. When he, just, uh, when he broke the end of the phone, dude, that was the, all time. The, the audience. It was insane. He, he when he did the I'm from Waterloo at the end as like a threat, he was like, I'm I'm from Waterloo, like where the like a wolf's play or whatever he said. That oh. was sick in the commissioner's office. That was oh, fire. Man. He and he's no, a, he's a this is all he's a it's always sunny, right? That's his thing. I think he's like one of the main well, guys in that. Be, yeah. yeah. But he he doesn't yeah. do like anything else. Yeah. Well, like, so my take on the movie was um definitely had like some succession vibes to me like with the shaky cam like the business like whole side of things like um and then it was like that mixed with like the office because it was super freaking funny um both both obviously were were big shaky cam um productions but yeah i thought it was a really good movie generally i'm not a, like a big fan of these types of movies like the the true story from you know like that kind of like i don't want to say biopic but like the biopic of blackberry you could say right mm -hmm. not the biggest fan of that kind of stuff but i thought it was a very well done movie i thought every single minute was interesting um i thought the characters played played it perfectly um and yeah i mean i i found myself super super invested in the movie i gotta say but i think i think it was more mostly because of the characters like i i, I like jim just dominated yeah he like was I thought, like the part where he was on the like when he just started working for the company and he was and he was on the phone with the guy like that was like messing with the company for the modes or whatever and then uh not not the 
what was his buddy's name? Doug. Like, the, they were, Doug. Doug's like talking to him and like and Jim's just like mouthing like shut like shut the up, right? And like and then uh Doug just like presses like I don't know what he pressed on the on the I think he pressed hang up. He pressed hang up and and Jim's face was like to die for. That was just it was just so funny. I mean, it, 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 I I like the movies that go in depth. Like, don't get me wrong, but as far as like, I don't know. Sometimes you just need one of these movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need like a classic, just good story, not too they much development. Even, I, what I liked is they didn't like they didn't need to show absolutely every single part. You know what I mean? I think I think they went over some stuff that was pretty self explanatory. You know what I mean? Um, I think there was one scene, man, I forgot. It was either that they all got fired or that all everything went to shit and he was about to make a big speech and they never showed the speech. Cause it was like, you could tell, you could tell what he was going to say. Mm-hmm. Right. And they just brushed over and went to the next scene. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty good. And then I liked them jumping to the years obviously was really cool. And then I, then I did really like the downfall part. I thought that part was really sick. The part where they showed like them, like watching like the live stream of the, of the Apple, um, you know, presentations of the new new iPhone and stuff, and kind of Steve Jobs shitting on the BlackBerry and you know why the iPhone's better and how that was ultimately their downfall. So, um, oh, and then the ending scene I thought was crazy with the kind of like noise thing that was coming from the Blackberries. Yeah, that which, was sick. Which they showed in the first, which they f- showed in the first like scene, and it was like okay, like I wonder what correlation this has to the movie, and then it kind of comes back around in the end. Um, so I, I just thought it was really well done. Yeah, me too. I liked it as much as a lot of the movies that we've done. Like, uh, I, I think you got to have, unfortunately, picking Pulp Fiction kind of puts it as like the, the auto one. Like, yeah. I don't know if you guys feel that way, but like it's, or I guess for only would it still be eternal sunshine is number one. Probably. Yeah. So it's hard to like, cause those, like we think of those movies so highly, it's hard to have those. Like it's hard to have something surpass it. You know what I'm saying? But maybe at the end of the summer, the right way to do it is like a tier list, and yeah. we just go through it and figure out where we would put everything. And I think this for me would be like right up there in the in the top tier. I just for it, sure. it was it was a little. And this is a comparison that doesn't make a lot of sense. But like I just remember leaving Top Gun Maverick and being like, that was awesome. Like I just. Yeah. I loved going to that movie. This was kind of like the same thing for me. And honestly, if I come back around in a few weeks, I might have to just snag Top Gun Maverick again because it's like a summertime essential, yeah. I feel like. Even though it's only I've only seen it one time, I feel like I'll be watching it five out of every ten years for the rest of my life. Yeah, totally. I'll be re-watching this movie for sure. Yeah. It's just too funny. <laughs> it's just too funny not to rewatch. Man. And and that Jim Balsley was like just as crazy in real life. I remember, you know, the I remember the tail end of him trying to force teams into Hamilton. Like I think he did it three or four times. Um, yeah, he he was just a whack. Um, which I mean that that was kind of the, I thought the interesting part of the ending was like they all kind of turned out pretty good. I I will yeah. say the hair was pretty distracting on everybody. I don't know if you yeah. thought that even Jim's hair was a little bit hard to like. <laughs> look yeah and it didn't look very real like i've never seen anyone with hair like that you know what i mean yeah what'd you, um, what'd you think of the guy then, that he got to pay doug 
No, I don't no. know why Doug had to wear the, the, the red headband. That was weird. Yeah. It's like 2008. He's at a suit and ties meeting with like the top execs in, in the tech you know, community and he's wearing a red headband. I thought I was like, we, we could have done without that. Like maybe get a haircut. Yeah. And he looks nothing like that in real life. Now I saw exactly. a picture of yeah. him now and he, he's like a balding small guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. what'd you think of the guy that got to play Batman? I, I liked <laughs> a little bit big, a little, a little bit big, but Gary's, uh, <laughs> definitely not, uh, not as big as that guy. Um, but I love the hockey. I love the hockey aspect of it. Yeah. that they that they had feeding in with with the gym character um got a little bob cole in yes. there too which was six scores scores um so i i like that whole whole uh whole deal I, I thought it was a super canadian movie which i think resonated a lot with me too like when um when he boots up the blackberry and it's like tell us i was like that's that's i like that kind of stuff yeah and when they pulled into their like uh offices in the first couple scenes and it was shoppers drug mart beside it well did you see on one like it was super like i don't know if a lot of people caught it but they had like uh like a 2000s like timbits box yeah i saw that yeah yeah just sitting on the because they were like cooking up some ideas or whatever or having a meeting the yellow one the coolest thing ever the yellow one yeah those are awesome yeah. i mean th- there was a lot of good canadian stuff in there which i don't know i feel like canadians have a weird sense of pride to a lot of the stuff that happens yeah. in their country but i don't have a problem with it it's it's all good by me so yeah i really liked it i hope you get to finish it off on because it was uh it was worth the time me too raw you love to see it so we're in across the spider-verse next week which i have you heard anything from people who've seen it either of you because i don't know anybody personally who's gone but everything i, I read online is like best movie yeah, ever yeah, greatest movie ever, basically. I actually haven't seen the first one, so I'm gonna probably watch both, or hopefully, I'm going to get to uh, to both. Me too. I gotta because watch. I've heard the first one is all time. I gotta watch the first one too. So let's let's do that before we go. Let's try to get that in there, because okay, man, I'm looking forward to this now. Cross the Spider Verse should be hype, so that'll be good. But yeah, 10, 10, 10. for sure. Easy ten. Ten. Easy ten. So we'll be back on the 13th with Across the Spider-Verse. Probably some more finals, maybe if it's not wrapped up by then. And uh, yeah, have a good week, everybody.